I'm Tyler. I'm JT. I'm Pete. I'm Craig. And we're breaking down another horror movie on Scared Smithless. Enough time for one more story. Okay, we are... Where did we leave off? Yeah. Things are getting funky. Started to exist. Right, so at the end of uh, his conversation with uh, Lloyd the bartender, um, Wendy comes in with a baseball bat, freaking out. She says... She we have mad, to, she's still mad at Jack. Sure. <laughs> she's like, we have, to, we have to leave. There's someone else in one of these rooms. I just got here, so you're going to have to wait. There's a crazy old woman. She tried to strangle Danny. He just poured me... A drink, woman. Do you not see that I'm having a conversation? <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? And they're like, the glass is gone. <laughs> oh, I was right. going to say, was the glass still there? I don't know. I don't know. Well, Lloyd's not there. The alcohol's not there. So, Sorry, Lloyd. She hey. does this more often than not. <laughs> How about you get your own bottle? A <laughs> taste it shall be. So he's seemingly somewhat back to sanity at this point, and, and he says, well, what are you talking about? She says there was a, an old woman in a room, and she tried to strangle him. So, this part when it cuts away to uh, what's his name? Yeah, we then go. We cut away from the hotel. Dick Halloran watching the news in his apartment. I think he's in Florida. Yeah, Miami. Yeah, I yeah. think that's right. He's a pretty nice setup. Yeah, he does. John Tell. John Tell really liked the, the wall art. I want to try to. I want to try to seek those out and see if I can find those. <laughs> that that was. That was a massive afro, yeah. too. <laughs> that would be in my special room. He has two pictures of naked African-American women yes. on opposite walls of his small bedroom. It's it like you're so seeing the one, ends of the universe. One, so one, one right above his TV <laughs> and then one just above his head on his bed. <laughs> He's superstitious. I forgot there was two. I forgot about the one above the TV. <laughs> I had a smile on my, my face. <laughs> Um, so he's watching the news about a snowstorm and why, why there's a news story about. No, I was talking about the heat wave or something in Florida. Yeah, yeah. How the, that area of the country. Why a bunch during, of snow. during their winter time and why was the local news talking about a snowstorm in in Colorado? Maybe I thought they were talking about a snowstorm. No, I think yeah. they were talking about the heat wave because it's winter time, right? Because it's, it's so it's hot, exceptionally down there at this time. hot in yeah. Miami, yeah, or were, wherever he is in yeah, Florida, and, yeah. You know, it's the they winter time. It so he's apparently, shi- either way, he's apparently starts shining, if we can call it that, with yeah. Danny. And Danny's doing his thing. Right. Danny looks like he's having a seizure. Yeah. That's his problem. That's obviously his. That's his problem. I'm in Miami. <laughs> what do you mean? So we then get probably one of, if not the most notorious scene in the film. Jack is going to investigate. Oh, yeah. Danny's claims of an old woman trying to strangle him in room 237. And Angel... So he goes. <laughs> yes. He goes inside 237, and there is a figure in the bathtub who f- pulls back the curtains. It is a woman. She gets out of the bathtub. You know what song she's been playing? That. Uh-huh. I've been feeling fine, babe. <laughs> yes. Trying to hold back this <laughs> That's a Marvin Gaye. Is it really? Yeah. So they start making out <laughs> for whatever reason. Let's yeah. get it on. That's the name of it. I wonder how many yeah. take, I wonder how many ta- how many takes they did for this. I don't know. 
I bet you Jack Nicholson was not enough. <laughs> Do you see what he's he probably been he probably with? I was gonna say no. he probably didn't care how many no. dicks like, he took. Can we just keep her on set? Just like she just I know this one part, but like we got Shelly. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> So doesn't last long though, because horror movies got a horror. <laughs> and Jack looks in yeah, the I was mirror. Say, if it ended right there. It's just like, oh, that was it. And this woman cool. is now an old, decaying hag. Can we call those bed sores? Sure. They it were, doesn't. It doesn't matter. What her they skin are. is falling off in patches. Yeah. Scene and yeah. she still looks better than Shelley Duvall. <laughs> she did. I told not. you. She still looks better. So you guys so are horrible. Better. Yeah. So she's laughing and sort of chasing. <laughs> <laughs> You can't get me. Yeah, this, it's a very uh, <laughs> disturbing scene, to say the least. And she is full on nude also. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know what was worse, that whatever was all over her body or just her. They didn't even have to put that on her. They just they just could have been no. just plain old, the no. old lady there. That would have been gross. So enough. he runs out of the room and locks the door. We then cut to Mr. Halloran trying to call. The phone lines are down, um, so he doesn't get through. Wendy is in the apartment. Jack comes back up to the room. He tells Wendy he didn't find anything. He said he went to 237. There was nothing in there. He's kind of embarrassed to her, chalking it up as maybe he imagined it. And she said he couldn't have. How do you explain the the bruises on his neck? And Jack says, I think maybe he did it to himself. Okay, well, look at his hand. He tried to choke himself. Yeah, but look at (laughs) the hand. Look at his hands versus the hand marks on his neck. It's not possible. So does Wendy... Maybe I mean, it's, it's also possible that, like, someone oh, yeah, left yeah. the room. Or, like, there was somebody, right. and they're not in there anymore. They're in the middle of nowhere. Someone could have snuck into the hotel. Yeah, because he says just... when you eliminate um, all the other possibilities, that's the only thing that could have happened. Or it could have been someone that left the room after right. Danny left. Right. Or it could have been... I think Wendy thinks it was Jack. You know what? I think it was Wendy. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. We you think it was Wendy? Yeah, though. yeah. We don't know where she was. Yeah, right. so well, she, she, she was down the boiler room. Enough to right. and he yeah. was writing, writing in, the, in that one room. Yep. Like, you never know. She choke slammed Danny before she went to the boiler right. room. Yep. Yeah, you tried to blame it on Jack. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? How did the key get in the door? Right. Yeah. Wendy. Exactly. Um, we get Danny laying in his bed, wide eyed, and this is where we first start hearing red rum. Yeah, that's playing. Red rum. Red Rum! It's Red shocking Rob. how many people have heard Red Rum before, but they don't realize it right. came from this movie. Yeah. I would have probably slapped him on the back of the head if I was <laughs> Stop it! What is, don't do that. No. Don't. No. You're going to... Yes, strange things go bump in the night, but that doesn't mean we're going to lose our minds and talk backwards. So, back in the other room of the apartment, Wendy says, I think we need to get Danny out of here. I think we need to get him to a doctor. Something's going on. Regardless of what happened, even if it's did it to himself... He obviously there's something wrong. Jack loses it again here though when when Wendy suggests we need to we need to leave. We you can leave need to get him out of here. He says, This is what you do to me. This is, you can leave. <laughs> yeah, he's, Wendy. he's blaming her, saying, You're doing this on purpose because I'm finally getting a breakthrough with my writing and you just want to ruin all of it. And she This is so tough. she's in hysterics at this point. She's like, What are you talking about? You want me to go air up tires and shovel driveways? Wash and, cars. Yeah, just like Right. She's trying to sabotage him again? Yeah, that yes, yes. That's what she's you're trying to sabotage. Saboteur. <laughs> what did she do the first time? That's how you spell Wendy. I believe Saboteur. I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt from the past. Like I felt like he himself lost 
all those jobs that he mentioned. <laughs> There's no way she has. So she's, uh, he stomps off mad, and so Wendy's devastated, obviously. Your wife is hideous. So we he can't keep you on board. Jack, <laughs> also, Jack. you showed up with a half bottle of whiskey. <laughs> that didn't help. Uh, Jack is walking around, trashing things, knocking things off the tables. Comes back to the hallway where the the gold, gold the gold ballroom is, and there's streamers and balloons. It looks like a a party. Yep, it's hopping almost similar like a New Year's Eve party. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ah, is it? Oh, I don't know. Oh. Ringing in 2021, everybody. Yep. Boom, boom, room. At this point, we cut to uh, Mr. Halloran. He contacts the back to our good friends at the U.S. Forest Service. Yes. They're like, oh, gosh, it's her again. Or it's them. <laughs> uh, they say, he, he says, hey, could you try to get a hold of them on the radio? So they say they'll try. Okay. So Jack walks into the gold ballroom. We've got an, a band. Um, there's hundreds of people here. Uh, it's like a 1920s party going on. So, the song playing here at this party. Yes, I looked it up. Midnight, The Stars in You by Al oh. Bully. And actually, outside of the context of this film, it's not, it's not a bad tune. No, it's not. Oh, but every Bully. time I hear it, oh, I yeah. The Shining. Oh, yeah. 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 He gets paid for that. I'm guessing he's not alive. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. He doesn't care. <laughs> Never mind. So, uh, Jack, back to the bar, back to Lloyd, pours him another drink. Tries to pay him, and he says, your money's no good here. That's the best words to ever hear at a bar talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jack Jack doesn't like it. He says, why? Well, you know, why? And he says, oh, that's just policy. Policy, right. yeah. It's not like he's worried about someone dropping something in his drink. If anything, he's crazier than whatever's going to be put in that drink. Ka-plunk. He's off-put by the fact yeah. that they're not letting him pay for his drink. He said, well, if someone's paying for my drink, I'm I like t- to know who's paying for it. Well, yeah. Is, is it what? Does it does it does it swallow? I'm gonna guess it's a Native American. <laughs> right, makes sense to me. This is fire water. <laughs> this is fire water. <laughs> um, so like Jack it. gets up to leave, just to walk. To, around. Yeah. Is he gonna go to the bathroom or? He, well, he stands up and then he gets <laughs> oh, run into. Like he's just kind of getting up to mingle. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that you're right. And uh, he runs into or gets run into by a server at the party. Full on tuxedo, dumps drinks all over him, apologizes and says, oh, this is, you guys knew what this drink was. Avocat. It's like egg yolk and sugar and bourbon. That egg yellows. Disgusting. It, yeah, I was going to say, look, gross. What did you yeah, say? It, was was a, it had a custard Avocat? consistency. Something like that? Yeah, that sounds gross. Yeah. So he tells him, oh, we should go into the gentleman's room so I can clean this off your shirt. We need we need water. So they go in this. This is all we got left in the kitchen. Yeah. We'll just put it in the. Right. Mix it up. Very Sorry. uncomfortable looking restroom. I don't think I could do my business in it there. Was, yeah. yeah. No. Is it all the red? Was it yeah. Red? That and there's no divider in between the urinals. <laughs> right. It's like so be pissing all over each other. Yeah. And looking at each other. <laughs> he asks him his name. Eventually he says, my name is Delbert Grady. Oh, yeah. So he says, Grady. And that name rings a bell with Jack. That was the name of the uh, caretaker, the caretaker. Yeah. that Mr. Ullman yeah. told him about. I like how and, Jack, you, and Jack Nelson's face in this just, like, I don't know whether to laugh or be terrified. Because yeah. it's just like, it's just so good. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, the way he's doing it is like, yeah. I know you're lying. I know you're lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah and then he eventually yeah. says that. Because back in episode one, remember... Grady, the former caretaker, is the one that killed his That's family right. with an axe. That's right. Yeah. And he says... And he blew um, his brain out. Right. Axe. So he, he starts saying, I, are you sure you didn't used to be the caretaker here? 
Grady denies it. And he asks him several times, and he's, I think you're you're mistaking me for someone else. And then he finally tells him, "You've always been the caretaker here," which is again, we're we're this is just yes. I like that. I like that. He's like, you chopped up your wife and daughters into little pieces, and then you blew your brains out. <laughs> he's like. I don't have any recollection of that. <laughs> no, I guess, I guess you wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, I know you. Like someone getting kicked out of like a sporting event and trying to deny it when you see them in public. <laughs> Weren't you that guy? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. That's like me when I exposed myself at the hospital and saw the same people out and about two weeks later. And I'm like, That's were awkward. you in the hospital? Like, no, it wasn't me. You exposed yourself. It was you. <laughs> it was you. <laughs> I was like, my bad. So Grady finally comes becomes a little more nefarious here right uh, or he tells jack did you know that your son is trying to bring an outside party into this situation correct yeah. your uh your son has a great talent and he's trying to use his talent against your will is that like pantomiming or like puppeteering right <laughs> <laughs> well with that tony yeah jack says <laughs> it's his mother she interferes okay jack <laughs> just quick Perhaps she needs some. He is looking for any excuse to yeah. do away with Shelly DePaul. Right. Yeah. Which I don't blame him. I truly <laughs> but like, I'm only like giving credit when credit's due. He's just like, but he should do it in the courts, right? Yeah, he's like, oh, it's his mother. I know it. Anything, what, like, whatever it is. You got an F in school? It's his mom. Yeah. Oh, definitely. He's not making friends. His mom didn't make him breakfast. Right. right. So Grady tells him perhaps they need a good talking to. If you don't mind my saying so. By talking to, he means just like... He's very proper, right? If I may be so bold. Talking to with the end of an axe. (laughs) That's what what he meant. He's telling them all this all the while they're still in like the men's restroom. And I'm like... Can we not be in here and continue this conversation? This is not a weird place. So guy just walks in and starts taking a dump. You know know there's like 75 tables out there. And a whole bar. There's an (laughs) entire bar out there. You can even go to the bar top. I'll buy you a drink. You like bourbon? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We can go they out don't there. Have any. First, <laughs> let me show you my dog suit. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Oh, still bewildered. <laughs> Grady finally says, "Yes, my daughters. They didn't like the overlook. One of them actually yeah, booked box a match. box, box of matches, matches and tried to burn it down. Funny, his daughter. He said so. I corrected them. <laughs> that was only one daughter. Why did both of them get punished? Right. Like, then their mother tried to get involved. In, yeah, intervene. I think intervene or something." And I corrected her. Were they having a spelling test? Like, what was going on? Corrected with the business end of an axe. Wow. Yes. I was going to say, the funny thing about this scene is that um, the way the camera kept going back and forth to Mr. Grady and, yeah. and the Jack Torrance character is, it's like the uh, angles are almost almost sort of like similar. Right. I think it was supposed to give you like the hint of the idea that the Jack Torrance character is becoming more and more like a... Uh, Grady? Like Grady. Yeah. Did you ever see I them mean, that was like, walking side by side? But that scene, much. you could show that in an acting class. I mean, mm-hmm. that was world-class acting from oh, both yeah. those mm-hmm. actors. Oh, that was yeah. so good. So yeah. Wendy's talking to herself upstairs in the apartment. She's trying to make a plan. She's mm-hmm. planning on leaving in the snowcat with Danny. She's saying, you know, if Jack wants to go, if he doesn't want to go, he can just stay here. But I'm taking Danny. And we're just going to leave him. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Well, I guess I understood her like frustration and why she was scared. She doesn't have much to work with, and she's going to be right. on her own. Right. The best case scenario is the streets, and I highly doubt anyone would pay for that. <laughs> so we get uh, Danny slash Toby yelling red rum. So she goes in to his bedroom. 
Toby or no Tony? longer Danny. It's Tony now. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you said Toby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if I did. Yeah. Tony when he came back. Or so this is, this is where she's trying to talk to Danny and... I'm going to say Danny because I think it's Danny saying. Yeah, because we're not going to give this credence. He's not here, <laughs> Mrs. Torrance. Danny's not She's here. like, Danny, Danny, I, I need you to wake up. She's like, he can't wake up, Mrs. Torrance. Oh, take my belt off and wake up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Danny's gone away, Mrs. Torrance. So are you going to stay there and talk with him or are you just leaving John Dill? No, he's coming with me because I still have to pay for him. Like, if, he's, if the kid dies, that's yeah. on me. All right. You know, but like, there's some things that she could do. But you're picking him up and dipping, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. yeah. he's definitely going to be outside of that snowcat. <laughs> I'll yeah. tie him to the roof. To the you roof. can get in when Danny's back. <laughs> yeah. Danny can get in. That's what. Not Tony. Yeah. That's what. <laughs> Figure I'd it out. Too. I'd be talking to him. He'd be like, "What are we doing, Mrs. Torrance?" And I'd use my finger and go, "You're going on the roof, Danny." <laughs> I'd shove my finger down his throat, make him th- make him throw him up. Get out of my son's stomach! Every t- every time Toby or every time uh, Tony comes up, he does that thing the the world record dude that swallowed the pool ball. Oh god! <laughs> 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 he comes up and starts. Do you remember that? No, that was messed. That dude swallowed b- billiard balls and then re- regurgitated them. Oh my god! Yeah, it was messed up. It's wild. Did he get paid? I must have missed it. Yeah, yeah, it's I, wild. Yeah, uh, you can look it up. It's messed up. My stomach hearing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jack walks past the uh, office and he hears the Forest Service trying to get a hold of them on the radio. He destroys the radio. Yeah. He, yeah. He takes the fuses out. Yeah. yeah. Is that what that was? Yeah. I'm like thinking one got lodged. Those like guys batteries asshole. or what do you call those things? Uh, well, they're fuses. Fuses. Yeah. Right. So, so if you, I mean, they, they're they're made that way because they would blow pretty easily. Like mm-hmm. if there was like a, a surge in the in the line, yeah. so they you just could just replace it. it easily. So Dick calls the Forest Service again. They say they've been trying to reach him. They haven't heard back, but they'll keep trying. We then get another title card. Finally, eight a.m. Thanks. Okay, eight a.m. Twenty seventy five. Still no frame of reference. Uh, Mister Halloran is on an airplane. He asks the stewardess, when are we going to land in Denver, Colorado? Okay. She says, I thought you we're were scheduled about- to land at 820. Thanks. Uh, okay. I thought he was talking about like Denver, France. Does he really say Denver, Colorado? <laughs> what happened? I think he says Denver, yeah. but it's just, it's kind of ridiculous right. how he's... Uh, Denver, Columbia. You can't, like, can't just ask what time we're landing. Giving us exposition on what's going on. He's obviously flying to Colorado to right. see if he yeah. can help because he knows something's going on that's not good. Stuff's happening. Right. Uh, Jack is typing in the lobby. Let's see. Dick eventually arrives in Denver. Uh, he calls a friend and is going to borrow a snowcat from him to get up the mountain. Yeah, but he gives hotel. him this convoluted story. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's not going to tell him, well, someone. I've been doing this weird thing, talking to this kid with my mom. I don't think he's going to tell him that. Right. He tells him they've yes. turned out to be a bunch of jerks and we're gonna. I'm going up there to see, see what's going on. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Craig and I had a fun theory that... Uh, the actual guy that ran the hotel during the normal operating year. Mr. Ullman. Mr. Ullman. Yeah. He probably lives in like a, a nice <laughs> house off the side of it's this like, hotel. Like like 200 yards away. <laughs> and he made him fly from Miami. <laughs> and he'd drive by in the snowcat and be waving at him. Hey, great party. <laughs> Can I come in? No. <laughs> just keep going. Go check. Go, go check. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm going go back check home on the psychopaths. Yeah. By the way, you got to pay for your flight back too. Yeah. This is not. This is coming out of your pay. <laughs> Like, why? Well, I already paid for it. I don't care. Guys. I'm lighting that place on fire as soon as I get there. You're having a whole party. I'm taking the I'm taking the axe to the boiler. Yeah. So he's going to take a snowcat up the mountain 
Uh, the roads are almost unusable. There must be something pretty significant in that room for him to leave sunny Miami. <laughs> uh, I'm still convinced. And his he, posters. His posters. Yes. <laughs> um, you guys are going to have to figure it out until May 1st. It was like late. It was early 80s. So turn turn of the decade, like he he was like so you're in telling seventies. He had some like so you're telling me he's got he's got some he has his own little like Studio Fifty Four going on in that. He's catch a whole place Boulder's, on fire. He's Boulder, Colorado's version of Rick James. <laughs> <laughs> so Wendy tells Danny she's gonna go talk to Jack, and Tony apparently is still present. Yes, Mrs. Torrance. <laughs> Stop doing that. She said, I'll be back. I'll be back in just a few minutes. She takes a baseball bat with her. Yep. That's probably smart. Yeah. I thought she was going to crack him with that back end of that. And this is, uh, this is where it starts to go off the rails. Oh, yeah. So this is the classic scene. She's looking for Jack. She goes to the lobby, and she he's not in there. She walks up to his typewriter, and on the paper that he's been typing on is just written, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And it's written... From top to bottom of this paper, so that's a little off-putting, right? Yeah. That's not a that, normal thing to yeah, do. That, that would be really, really off-putting, right? So she starts looking off to the side. He's got a stack of what a thousand sheets of paper. Yeah, it was, at least that, yeah I was going to say they said by the looks of it, it was probably like at least four hundred pages, yeah. right? And she starts every single page. The one on top is written: "All work and no play makes Jack." Yeah. Over and over and over. That's all that's written on the paper. Spelling. So she starts pull. She starts filing through the papers, flipping through the papers, and every single one of them the same thing. Written in different angles. Written in different like prose. Written in different like by columns, and then just one column. Written at like angles down to a point. I remember uh, spelled incorrectly. Right. (laughs) I imagine like how many interns or whatever like just took their turns. Right. Like all right. Oh oh, yeah. Get started. You got to write a whole paper of just this. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it was Stanley Kubrick's secretary that had to type all this. Oh, poor lady. Really? Yeah, it, it apparently took her like months to do this. Well, what else did. would she do? Yeah, I thought it was, was it in red, was it in red writing? Is that what I saw? Uh, I don't no. think so. No, it, it was Rugger typewriter. Okay. okay. You, you know, it's funny what I like about this. Um, somebody put this best. It's not that he's you know like Jack Torrance was going insane. It's how long he was been going insane. Right. So this, this that's what it's so not like he copy and this paste one. this whole thing. Right. Well, and the thing is too, right? If you see that written on the typewriter, it's like. Hmm, yeah, that's really messed up. He has been acting odd, yeah. but she's going through, and the idea is here. The entire time he's been typing. The whole time throughout this movie that he's been sitting here and quote-unquote writing, this is all he's been typing. Yep. So, in other words, whatever's taken over him has been there the entire the time. whole time. Why is that what he came up with? And she's like single, flipping through these pages one at a time, like, how about you just flip to the bottom one? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Whole time I'm out of here. Yeah. To realize, that, oh, it's. So she individually time. picked up like 35, 40 pages. Right. And again, she couldn't do any better writing wise. <laughs> she she <laughs> gets to the, she gets to the bottom one. And it's like the only normal one. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, maybe he's maybe he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a uh, Dick and Jane sentence thing. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Jack Run or whatever. <laughs> he gets. He gets. Oh. To the, he gets to the bottom page. and says, "Just kidding. I'm fine." <laughs> 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 Writer's gotcha. block. You didn't get to the end. You should grab the very last one. Right. <laughs> New York bestseller. Uh. So Jack comes up behind her and says, how do you like it? She obviously is terrified yeah. at this point. This is classic. Yeah. This is the scene that notoriously got shot, what, 75, 80 times? Yeah. It, they say it was 127, but 
somebody else was like an assistant editor and like the steady cam operator said it was it was definitely like 45 to 55 times or something like that. <laughs> to the point where, as legend has it, Shelley Duvall was legitimately having a nervous breakdown yeah. mm-hmm. from basically the way she'd been treated by Stanley Kubrick and doing these takes over and over and over again where she has to be terrified to the point of being hysterical. And it was a lot of what you're seeing here from her is not so much good acting as it is this actual human being sort of losing it. Are we sure we didn't? She didn't like accidentally see her reflection in a mirror. <laughs> oh, she's she's legitimately terrified. That's what I look like. It was so bad for her that she was like actually losing hair. Also, I, wow, I'm not shocked that her hair ran away from her. Like, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> To be fair, I just she's not the her. ugliest woman I've ever no. seen. She's fine. John Tell is embellishing. Come on. She's one of the ugliest celebrities I've seen. Yeah. Like, as far as females go. Like her her body reminds me of like Raggedy Ann or um, or no, wait. Raggedy Andy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or uh olive oil. That is who she played. Yeah. Like perfect. She, if that was the only role that she played, I would still think less of her, but not as much. <laughs> uh, so she says, she tells Jack she just wanted to talk to him. He said, okay, let's talk. What let's do you want talk. to talk about? She says, I can't really remember. Yeah. <laughs> he says, maybe it was about Danny. So then we cut to Danny. He's now again seeing the elevators open and blood flowing out of the elevators. It's a, it's a, it's not actually happening. No. He's, Shining it. It's, 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 it touch it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be symbolic of all the blood that was shed on the native land. Oh, to I thought oh, was, so this whole thing is a public service announcement. I thought the hotel was like on its yep. minstrel cycle. Oh, gross! And here comes the uh, the Indian with the tear running down his face. Right. Yeah. He said, "I crumpled up a gum wrapper and yeah. <laughs> a single tear ran down his face." Uh, my question is. Does this see the blood flowing out of the elevator down the hallway? Does it touch on that more in the book as to why what's going on with that? I don't think it's even in the book. I don't think oh. so either. So at this point, she's backing up with the bat, swinging it back and forth. Going as, upstairs. Yes, Jack is coming toward her. Yeah, this is a crazy scene. Uh, it's it's hard. I can't anywhere close to doing this scene justice. But my my life. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you guys just have to. I mean, if you have not seen this movie, yes. I'm not kidding you. You you need to go watch it. If you've already seen this movie, you already know. If you, so this is not anything that I'm... If you type The Shining into YouTube, that's probably going to be the first scene that Right, up. right. I'm not even going to try to keep going through right. the, I actually have the dialogue written down here. I'm not even going to try to go through it because I can't come close to doing it anywhere right. close to justice. And most of you listening, I'm assuming, have already seen this movie right. before. And if you're like us, like it is mind-blowing. Yes. I mean, it's 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 scary. He's completely lost it at this point. Yep. She says, "I don't don't come close. Don't come any closer. I, don't hurt me." And he says, "I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. I'm just going to bash your brains in." Yeah. That's the very definition. <laughs> that's, that's extreme hurt. <laughs> it's just, you know, I swear to you, though, but Stanley Kubrick must have just been like Jack. Just be you, man. Yep. <laughs> just just say what you would say just to someone that yep. you want to hurt in real life, Jack. Nicholson probably had no qualms filming this 75 times. He's like, I'll just keep being myself. And and Stanley Kubrick, I'm guessing that he probably lost a bet 
which forced him. But the the bet was if you lose, you have to star her in your next movie. <laughs> you have got to let this go. And then that's why he was so mad. He, he, missed he out actually of- wanted her because she just seemed more like like a dependent woman. She, yeah. yeah. Dependent woman? What, yeah. what is that? Look at, look Someone at that's her. not an independent woman. Yeah. It's <laughs> more right. dependent Great. and useless. That's a good... good I Lord. like that definition. Dependent that's... on dental work. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And a makeover. Damn. We are going to get phone calls. Good. I'm, uh, <laughs> what are they going to say? I, I, I'm if, bundling all the phone calls to you, John this Pell. is what it took to get you guys this, to finally reach out. And here's this you. phone call. You know, you shouldn't. I make fun of somebody's physical. Never mind. Dang. Sorry to waste your time. My bad. I'm sorry. So he tells uh, Wendy to give him the bat. Yeah, okay. No. So she finally. You're a uh, Yeah, she finally knocks him out. She finally hits him in the head. He falls backwards down the stairs. Um, so then we cut to... That was a great stunt, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. This person is, like, fully yeah. standing and falls straight back. Falling yeah. like somersault downstairs, down like, stairs. probably 30 stairs. Yeah, I was going to say, it looked like they hurt. See, even yeah. that scene, was that still part of this scene that was shot this many times? I don't think so. Well, I, I wasn't sure it was. Not. Um, Wendy drags Jack in through the kitchen into the storeroom, which there's some physics, physics questions. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. a buck. No, it's not. She's ninety-five pounds. Maybe yeah. this took like a couple of hours or so. Maybe right. So he's starting to come to. She's trying to get the storeroom door open, which very clearly has a pin. And how many times has she opened it? Right. You guys have been there for what five and a half months. He's starting to come to. She finally realizes and pulls the pin out, drags him inside, locks him inside the storeroom. Even though it took her like. Two minutes to figure out how to unlock the... Just pull the little yeah. rod out. Pull the pin. She's yeah. like, oh my gosh, I can't figure out. Just, just, just chill out. She locks him inside. She grabs a knife from the kitchen. He's telling her to let him out. Um, he goes, you let me out now, it'll be like nothing ever happened. You're not in position to be making that threat. No. I love the camera angle. Oh, yeah. Where it's like oh. down at the bottom Yeah, of the it's door like on the floor it. looking up yeah. at him as he's got his forehead against the right. inside of the door. Mm-hmm. He's going... I think you really hurt my head. Yeah, so then he tries to play the sympathy card. And right. Saying, I think I need to see a, a doctor. Don't leave me in here. She's, Wendy says, I'm going to go now. I want to take Danny and the snowcat. I'll bring back a doctor. Good. He's yeah. smart. Yep. But uh, here's the catch. Yeah, right. He says, you've got a big surprise coming to you. Yep. <laughs> and that laugh that he was doing. You're yeah. not going anywhere. Go check out the snowcat and the radio and you'll see what I mean. Or you could spare her of that and just say, yeah, I sabotaged both of those. He has lost his yeah. mind at yeah. this point. Is there any questions that no. there's any? I think he's within his, his rights to be kind of mad right now. You think so? He's never been able to get his novel written because she kept interrupting him. and then He's been writing his novel. accused him of putting his hands on his son, which she probably did. <laughs> and the one time he gets a little bit of freedom at a bar, she interrupts that. So. This is actually... Amazing. I've, I've never heard anyone try to defend Jack Torrance's actions in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have either. <laughs> Not even going for the insanity plea. Even though I'm pretty sure he's possessed right now. Right. I, I mean, I mean, yeah, at least if you're making the insanity defense. Anger. For <laughs> he's not. John Tell's not even going with the insanity defense. Right. right. No, he's completely He's just straight up kid, justifying his, his actions. His what he did was himself. perfectly justified. Yeah, you know, about, in, 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 and here's why. He has a he has a wife that's hard to look at. He has a son that <laughs> his fingers and says there's someone like no, like I feel like anybody in this position in isolation would have been there. You know what else is kind of creepy, Tyler mentioning he was possessed? 
like in the book he is, but in this movie, you don't really know if he's just gone completely insane or if he's possessed. Uh, or he both. has to have just gone off his rocker, right? Yeah. Probably a little from column A, a little from column yep. B. Yeah. Yep. Wendy runs outside, and the, the snow cat has been destroyed. Satisfied. Right. Yep. Title card, 4 p.m. I'm like, I forgot we were even doing this anymore. <laughs> yeah. What you know, day you know, is it? You know, you know something I didn't get? How come she didn't just fix the radio? Didn't you say it was just like... It's fuses. It was, but he took, took them and you probably, uh, I think we're led to believe he down the toilet destroyed them. Right. Well, I guess that makes sense. That's what I would have done with them. Flush. So Jack is sleeping in the storeroom surrounded by Oreos and peanut butter. That's my kind of storeroom there. Not even a bad storeroom. Nope. Although it's not the best storeroom that we've come across, because if we go back to uh, Deep Rising, oh yeah, yep, that was a good storeroom. Or the the Simpsons. You remember when they did the parody on this, Peter? Oh yeah, when he's in there, he's like just scarfing down. (laughs) I'm ghost. Like, nope, busy eating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seeing Ben. Like, you know what? I'm good. I'm just gonna stay here. (laughs) So there's a knock at the door. It's Grady. Oh, yeah. So we're, like, really flirting with this line of reality and supernatural and things that you're seeing, but they actually are able to physically manifest, manipulate things. Yeah. Right. He says, you haven't taken care of the business we discussed. I haven't murdered my family. Is that <laughs> my business you're talking about? I'm sorry. Are you in a hurry? My question is, he has gone insane, but this is a ghost spirit. Why are they so adamant about him? Taking his family's life. I don't know. Maybe it's an, an initiation. To get into Taking their, care you have to of kill the uh, you have to hotel. Correct your family. In your so, mind, he probably, they just saw what his wife looked like. And that is still perfectly fine. <laughs> no, it is no. not. Come uh, on. No. You guys are Team Shelly Duvall. I'm not, I'm not even agreeing <laughs> to disagree. To team Shelly Duvall to not think she needs to be <laughs> axe murdered. This isn't Twilight, John Tell. <laughs> Grady is almost taunting him at this point. Yeah, he is. Saying, yeah. several of us wonder if you have the belly to do what needs to be done. It's like a triple guard. I'd be, yeah. Do you have the belly for it? <laughs> the stones. So Jack says, give me one more chance and I'll, I'll, I'll show you. He said, it appears your wife is more resourceful than we gave her credit for. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Jack says, only for the moment. He says, I, feel we'll, I fear we'll have to deal, deal with this in the harshest way. Nothing and would Jack make says, me nothing happy. would bring me more pleasure. So he gives him his word, and we hear the door unlock. Yep. So how a ghost can... It, it's okay. Well, wait. At this point, movie's got a movie. Because well, apparently, apparently it can choke Danny and pour him alcohol but and at least stuff. And make out with Jack. It figured out within four seconds how to pull up a rod to unlock a door. His wife couldn't even do that. Oh, yeah, it's because <laughs> he's smart. Well, how do poltergeists throw things around the room? There's a negative and a positive energy. Yeah. Ectoplasm. There's a spooky ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so we see Mr. Halloran. He is on his way in the snow cat. Danny wakes up in the apartment. Wendy's asleep somehow. Yeah. Right. She oh, has no, had a no, rough day. No. No. Now, I but get there's not really yet. anywhere she can go because right. the snow cat's been disabled. But Why is her day been rough? Because her, her husband. husband's trying to kill her. And? And her and her son is no longer with them. Uh, and that's it. Oh, that's right. No, that may not be all for you. I know that's what you're leading. Well, I'm not. I ain't doing it. I still think she's classically beautiful. Classically, which era? I told you. Which era? The Dark Ages. Eighteen <laughs> forties. Okay. You, you, you did. You did. The Dickensian era. I'd say the Dark Ages, but that was the time where Lyme disease ran rampant. <laughs> So she would have been like the first first one in line for it. 
Danny takes the knife from the nightstand, the knife from the knife stand next to Wendy. Yeah. And walks over and picks up a stick of her lipstick and writes red rum on the door. (laughs) No, John Till? No. John Till's over here shaking his head no. He starts yelling red rum. Wendy wakes up and grabs him and she looks and this is the scene where she sees the reflection in the mirror of the door that he wrote red rum on. Red rum backwards is murder. 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 All right. Murder. You said that. I thought you were going to say she woke up and grabbed him and just start spanking his butt. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's not real. <laughs> when she hears when when uh, when she when she sees this, we then hear Jack at the door. Jack has an axe and he's trying to bust through the door. He actually, he actually uses a uh, what do you call it? A rogue mallet or something? Yeah, like croquet mallet or right. whatever it was. It looked like when, an axe. Uh, no, 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 in the book, I mean, excuse oh. me. Oh. Yeah. In the book. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, he has an axe in the movie. Yes, no. he does. And uh, it was a fireman's axe. How would yeah. the croquet mallet have gotten through that? Right. So they, they barricade themselves in the bathroom. She gets the window open enough for Danny to get out. Now, this is up probably on the second story, but mm-hmm. there's a drift against the building right. that's angled like a slide. Right. So Danny's able to squeeze out. She can't fit through the door or the, through the window somehow. Yeah. She's maybe eight right, yeah, pounds, right. maybe. Thank you. That, so that's that this window's sense. not super like reinforced. Oh, okay. I'm ripping that window yeah. off the frame. Oh yeah, it'll come off yeah. there. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't. I mean, John told to figure out a way to get through there. I don't know if I could fit. Yeah, well, oh, even I, I if I got the window. Off. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, you saw. What I ain't going down without a fight though. Yeah. So well, she, she tells Danny to run. It shuts the window and says, "Well, there that takes care of Tony." Right, Danny. Brushes her hands off. Yep. Jack starts coming through the bathroom door with the axe, and this is our classic. As he's hacking through, you've got Wendy cowering in the corner with oh, her yeah. knife, screaming. And you then, know, you know what's funny about this? When uh, they first start shooting this, and they build like the prop doors. When Jack Nicholson first, like, actually, the first time he actually swung the door, he broke it, like, easily. Really? What they didn't know was he was actually a volunteer fire department. Oh, that's right. A fire yeah. department. A so volunteer up, firefighter. Firefighter. I guarantee he started some <laughs> of the fires. Uh, he might have. <laughs> Dino, you know, there goes so the he, bell. So he obviously knew how to do this. So he broke through those things easily, so they end up having to make stronger doors. <laughs> I would have charged them more. I wouldn't be surprised experience. if... Because this is pretty good physical acting by Shelley Duvall here. Yeah. This actually and took him like... Based off of what I know of her on this set, I wouldn't be surprised if this is just Stanley Kubrick. Was, they weren't even like on set. He just had them filming what <laughs> Shelley Duvall thought was someone breaking <laughs> yeah. into her trailer <laughs> on set. <laughs> oh, had, that's awesome. They had Jack Nicholson swinging on a different door. And it was... It was uh, Stanley Kubrick beating on her door. <laughs> like, I'm coming to get you, Shelly. This actually took him like this took him like three days to shoot. So oh, almost did. close to a hundred takes. Wow. This is the first time in her life that anybody's ever broke down a door to get to her. <laughs> so, she's better like God. bask in this. Why? <laughs> and it's only to kill her. Wow. Just, they were doing something right. There it goes. <laughs> wow. Shelly, if you're listening to this, I she, still think you're beautiful. So this is where we get our classic, here's Johnny. Oh, yeah. That was improv. Yep. Mm-hmm. Improvised, by the way. That was one of, it's one of the few times that... Stanley Kubrick mm-hmm. allowed a, an improvisation to make the final cut. At the, at, yeah, at that point. So Jack, this of was, course, uh, because Jack has no problem playing a psychotic yeah, maniac. Yeah. They actually said another, another rumor where this line might have, have come from. 
is from like Johnny Cash when he went on tour and stuff. Oh, I he actually we... broke into like another hotel, you know, like the uh, uh-huh. doors that like connect to each room and yeah. stuff. He actually like broke one down with an axe one time and made it look like somebody like robbed it or something stupid. Wow. Classic. I thought no, it was I thought from it the Johnny Carson that's show. What I thought. It, well, it is, I Johnny. think, but that's just that's yeah. just like a rumor where it might have also uh, okay. may have came from. Hmm. Gotcha. Well, it came from Jack Nicholson. It wasn't yeah, scripted. So right. mm-hmm. I'm gonna start using that as my sign in. So uh, Dick arrives. Jack hears um, Mr. Halloran's snowcat outside, so he leaves the apartment before he gets inside to where yeah. Wendy's this, at. That act, that scene when he pulls up, that's the only scene that's actually filmed in snow right. at the oh. actual like um, the Timberline Lodge. That's cool. And that was it. So oh. Danny is back inside the hotel at this point. He hides in one of the kitchen cabinets. We get Jack limping through the hotel. Mr. Halloran comes in. He is uh, investigating. Hello, horrifying. Just like that, anybody that here view of Jack yeah. Nicholson. Oh, that's a great shot. Oh, yeah. It's like ugh. he's limping, carrying yeah. an axe. Dick sounds like Uncle Remus. Hello, <laughs> Hello? anybody there? <laughs> um, now this part was right. <laughs> this part was shocking to fans of the book because this is one of the few like legitimate jump scares we get right i mean this is not a jump scare horror movie um and this is really the only one dick's walking kind of there's a long shot of him walking through like the parts of the hotel looking for anybody and jack jumps out of nowhere and buries the axe in his chest he should have said here's johnny and i then uh, (laughs) i still say this is where brad duraf got his scream for chucky from (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah could have been, could have been. but no, this, he was he was in one flew over the cuckoo's nest that's true. and the that's reason why this idiot. shocked fans of the book because in the book mr halloran ends up being kind of the hero of the story mm-hmm. he saves wendy and danny all three of them survive oh okay. so he jumps out yeah. and he's even dead. when he gets there he sees like a bunch Books. of spirits going like everywhere in oh, the really? book yeah, and he. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 dead. Yeah, yeah. Science, of course, of course, <laughs> of course, of course. Science, of course. <laughs> so Danny climbs out of the the kitchen cabinet and he runs. We get a cool shot from behind Jack after he axes Halloran, mm-hmm. and so from behind Jack we see probably thirty yards away Danny climb out of this cabinet and start running. So he's limping after Danny, yelling for him. Danny, um, oh yeah, Danny boy. Wendy is looking for Danny. In the hotel at this point. Yeah, she's just wandering, like, everywhere. Yeah. Now, why... He did come back inside, but I didn't... He went outside, and then he came back inside after she told him to run. So, why she thinks he's inside the hotel, which I guess she was right, because he was. But she's looking all over the hotel for him. And she starts seeing things. I'll just say that. She sees um, a man that looks like he's had his head split open. I think it's supposed. I thought that was Grady. Grady? No, no, that one Grady. Actually, what I read, that's supposed to be, like, the original owner or something oh, of the hotel he looks like he's from that 1920s party he's wearing right. a tuxedo he's yeah. holding a, a glass of champagne right. and, and says, it looks like his skull's gonna split it. right so isn't this a wonderful party or something like yeah that? yeah and then we get oh boy i oh i wish it and that's another thing i wish i would have explained that guy more it's like did, did like people like get killed or something right if they're ghosts yeah it's just like i think this is that, wild yeah i, I think that, that's what I mean. I wish it would have just gone in just just a tit bit more. Like, Maybe you know, yeah, people got killed here. Everybody that, shooting that, or, you know, whatever. I think it's supposed to be everybody that has died in the hotel. Yeah. 
Well, I she mean, walks. it was only built in like 1907, so it's only been around for what, like 74 years, yeah. 73 years. I mean, you so, acquire a bunch of that. I guess, but not like 300 people. Oh, true. Yeah. Wendy walks past a hotel room with the door open, and there is a a man and a person in a dog suit on the yeah. bed. I have no idea yeah. what we're supposed to yeah, make of this. Yeah, we see the uh, butt flap. This was everything. This was like like a casting call for Eyes Wide Shut, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't <laughs> know. The best yeah. Way to... yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre. You can read I'm not I'm not gonna get into it, but no, you can yeah. get online and try to look I, up what I, this means. Yeah, it's metaphors say. for different things. We're not going to go no, into yeah. detail but about again, it because we'd be here that, all night. The room two thirty seven gets more into this. Yikes. So, yeah, it's, so if you wanna if you want to uh some people think it's. If you uh, want yeah, some some nightmares, you go ahead and watch yeah. Room Two Three Seven. I don't remember. It's just like I think it was supposed to be like another character. I can't remember what it is, but right, it definitely is, didn't explain it here. Other than no, yeah. and it's not in the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Danny runs outside. Jack ends up uh, chasing Danny outside. So Danny runs into the hedge maze outside. We get Jack going after him. Danny. Oh yeah. I'm coming, Danny. Danny boy. This is. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Um, now, at this point, I can understand why the kid would have some mental issues at this point. Yes. Because he's freezing and his dad's chasing him with an axe. You know, yeah. you this know is the point where you should make that split mentally. Right. You know what's funny is that this kid's d- like, during oh, these man. scenes, like, especially like, because like all the snow was fake. It was actually like extremely hot out there. Really? Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, really? Well, they like, did a good job of making it all cold. Yeah. Right? That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Wendy, uh, she finds Dick's dead body. We kind of get cuts between Wendy still in the hotel looking and Danny in the in the hedge maze with yeah. Jack's. I mean, he's not close enough. He can't see him. He's following his footprints. Mm-hmm. His footprints in the snow through the hedge maze. Yeah, Wendy walks into the lobby and it's full of skeletons and cobwebs. cobwebs yeah. yeah, that was messed up. Right. So um, we then get Danny finally outsmarting Jack. This is where oh, in, yeah. the, in the hedge maze. He he back he stops in the middle of a row and he backtracks through his own footprints mm-hmm. and cuts around a corner and covers up his tracks. Brushes, yeah, right. brushes snow over his tracks. So I like how they did showed scenes of Danny and Wendy throughout the movie spending time playing in the hedge maze. At first, I, I couldn't remember. I, I don't know if it was John Till or Peter said this. If he was running around in a circle, but then his tracks stopped. So I don't think he was running around in a circle. I think he just. He was I, going through the maze. It was you, yeah, yeah, it was John Tell. So he just he just took like four or five big steps back, like he was still running, and then his tracks just stopped. So he's he's in the middle of the maze, has no idea where to go. Right. So Danny actually knows his way around the maze at this point, but right. Jack's never been in because him and his mom went through it, and times. he's insane. Yeah. So thanks, mom. And cold. This is where uh, Wendy actually sees the elevator open up, full of blood, comes yeah. rushing out, which gets her outside. Yeah, understandably. Yeah, the, the guy doing whatever he was doing in the dog costume on the bed didn't do it. I think she so, saw that on the way out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Jack is, has lost Danny's trail at this point in the in the hedge maze. He's wandering around aimlessly. See, Still insanely, but aimlessly at this point. See, the only way to get out of this, like, well, for him, he's in a predicament because his leg's also kind of messed up. But, like, I would climb the walls of that maze. And now you think you could. Well, I know, I know it's cold, but. And now it's his hollering for Danny changed from I'm coming to get you to help. Yeah, basically he's goes from Danny 
And this is a, a human being that's actually starting to freeze to death. Yes. Yeah. Like your vocal cords start right. to. Yeah, I did not know that. All your your blood, your body starts going to its internal where it needs to right, where it right. needs to keep you alive. Right to your your right. brain trying to keep you alive. So your extremities are no longer so, priority. That's why your your uh, arms get so cold. Is because all your blood your fingers goes, get cold. Right, it goes into your innards, keep you warm. Okay, but how come it didn't happen to Danny? Well, because well, he's, because he's, he's got a coat on and yeah, he, he knows where he's going. The coat on and I guess if you're I was like, yeah, that my coat on. And he just felt like running. Jack's been out here for a long time. Did, did he point. use the shining to keep warm yes. or something? Yes, he did. That's the only thing that possibly makes sense. That's like I said, he technically wasn't even cold anyway, so... It's one of those yeah. shining jackets, Peter. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, Jack's not doing well at this point. No, he's going so, down fast. Yep, Danny escapes uh, the... He's escaped the, the maze uh, pretty much at the same time as Wendy's come outside. Jontel was mad that they hugged. We're like, stop. Yep. We're already running from a murderer. You're like, you're wanting to hug yes. me right now, mom? So this is where Halloran did kind of save the day mm-hmm. because his snow cat is there and right. already running. Probably yep. already warm inside. Yep. I'll bet it is. So Danny and Wendy and the snow cat and they drive away and then we get more shots of Jack aimlessly wandering through the ah! <laughs> <laughs> He, yes. And he, you can hear the engine revving and driving away in the snow cat as he's being truly left behind. Hey, yes. Mom, what's Ebony Magazine? <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's yelling incoherently at this point as, as we uh, hear the snow cat pulling away. And then we just immediately cut to a close-up of Jack Nicholson's face. Frozen. Completely frozen. Frozen solid. The next day. Yep. That's a wild look. Right. I wonder if they find him. Chicken nuggets. <laughs> uh, we then get Al Boley's Midnight, The Stars, and You playing again um, as we slowly zoom in on pictures outside of the gold ballroom. Nice. It zooms in on a picture where Jack is front and center in front of about 300 people, and we it, it pans down and shows the, the, the caption on the picture. It says, Overlook Hotel, July 4th Ball, 1921. I think that was supposed to be You've always the been screen yeah. fades to black and roll credits. Yeah. The original ending is uh, Jack's like gone crazy and everything. He catches up to Danny because obviously there's no maze, like hedge maze in the right. book. And uh, he ends up sort of snapping out of it, kind of. And then Danny mentions his, like the boilers or something. And then um, everybody, everybody ex- escapes, well, except Jack. He stays behind to uh, screw up the boilers to make the hotel blow up. Because the hotel, I believe, is haunted, evil, or something. Mm-hmm. It actually wants Danny there to absorb like his powers, his shine. Stupid or so okay, there or... would be the connection yeah. I'm talking about mm-hmm. from right. our last episode of how the shining connects with actually what's going on in the hotel. So in that sense, that makes sense. Everything that the supernatural elements in this hotel are heightened by the fact that someone is there that can shine. Of course, Dick right. Halloran works there and. I don't know that it's right. I'm over here thinking about why. Why does it have to do with him being black? Probably, <laughs> like it's racist. Affirmative yeah, it's action. That's why he right. got the job there at the hotel. Or like <laughs> the Shining has to choose one black guy or one minority, or it can get like fired or something. Or maybe he used the Shine like the Force. There's a remake of the Shining. It was a miniseries. Yeah, yeah it was a TV miniseries. Yeah. yeah, it's actually more. You know, it's uh, it stayed more true to the book. True right? to the book. Yeah, yeah. but it, was it on it's, Netflix. 
No. No. I don't really remember what channel. It was, what, late 90s, early 2000s? Yeah, I think it was like 97. Yeah, Yeah, 97. Yeah, to even try to tackle that. It wasn't bad, but it was just Right, I mean, it was fine, but I mean, you can't, when you're holding it. It was too too effects heavy. I definitely see why Kubert changed a whole lot of stuff. Right. It stuck more true to the book, but it was. The effects were lacking. Yeah. I'm going to go A-. I can't. That's for me personally. It's hard for. It has to be in the A range just because of how timeless this movie right. has become. There are just certain parts of it that are so bonkers. And again, I'm sure somewhere beyond my ability to understand cinema, it makes sense. But for me personally, I can't get it up into the A range. It's just, it's too overwhelming for me in some parts. And so I'm, I'm going to go A minus. But as far as Jack Nicholson, I mean, him, it, it has nothing to do with him or his performance. It, no. His performance is why there's no way this movie can't be in the A range right. for me. But yeah, I'm, I'm going A minus. Yeah, this is a solid A for me. It's one of those where once you see it, you never forget it. That's true. And no matter how many times you see it, you always notice something else, mm. something different in it. It's just one of those where you can sit down and it's like watching it for the first time every time you watch it because you see something different that you didn't see the last time. I'm going to give this a, a B plus. Okay. There were times where I was kind of lost, but it's the same stuff that we've already discussed as far as the yeah. incontinuities and because Shelley Duvall in you it. You felt like Jack Torrance in the hedge maze. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. And it gets a, a, a B plus actually because Shelley Duvall was in this and and she's so beautiful. Yeah, truth be told, I'm actually a very, very big Shelley Duvall fan. I was uh, really giving her the old once over, gotcha. mainly because I don't like her. This might have been her best performance. And that didn't she make was any still sense. Up for a Razzie for worst actress for this. Oh, <laughs> and I would have voted yes on that. <laughs> Peter, I don't think that was fair. I, I give it at least a B plus, A minus. I, I agree with John Tell in the fact that he was talking about like some of it was like. Really, I confuse. It just didn't explain. Like, I wish it would have yeah. gone in into more depth about some of the history of it, right? And some I mean, of it when just, he had taken much, just a, just a little bit. Like we were supposed to already understand certain things going into it, yeah. Right. And it was like, like the whole thing, it wants to absorb other things like, that have to shine. Like even like the Jack Torrance character was, um, he actually found like the scrapbook, and he was going to like make a book or something out of that. And we actually do see that scrapbook. When, like, Wendy interrupts him, he, like, snaps at her. We actually do see it sit, sitting right next to him, hmm. but I, it just never went any further than that with, as far as that went, so. So that's The Shining. This is our first film that we had to break into two episodes. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there will be more, but what what better way to. And our, uh, our first film breakdown with uh, our new mic system. Shout out to Modern Realty for sponsoring this episode, or these last couple episodes. Call Modern Realty for any of your realty needs. Real estate needs. Visit ModernRealty.com. Yep. Merry Christmas, everybody. Actually, Happy New Year. That's right. Happy New New Year. We'll see you guys in 2021. Stay tuned. Stay classy. Thanks for dropping by. See ya.